What's going on, guys? Another uh, another edition of Milwaukee Drive Hoops Pod. I got Sarji back with me again. Uh, Sarji and I were actually just talking about if you guys are looking for something to watch right now, UFC uh, is such a dope sport. And I guess, I mean, me and Sarge literally just talked about it for, for 10 minutes, but such an amazing sport. And, and there's so much that goes into it besides just slugging. It's definitely rising on my radar. Um, but today, in general, we are going to be talking about our top five uh, most underrated and overrated players in the NBA. Um, before we start, I want to make sure that people know, at least for me, just because I have a player as overrated doesn't mean I think they're a shit player. In fact, like I struggled to find five that I felt were overrated, and I there were so many underrated players, which I think is good because um, – the, the players in the NBA are amazing, and it, it's not as fun to shit on a player than it is to be like, oh, holy shit, this player's really, really good. But uh wanted to get that out of the way. Sarge, did you have anything that you wanted to bring to the forefront before we actually get into the discussions themselves? No, I was just going to say the same thing. Like, just because I say someone's underrated doesn't mean I think they're a great player. Right. And just because I say someone is um, overrated doesn't mean I actually think they're bad. Exactly. And I agree 100%. Like, I was finding that... Um, I could find so many more underrated players mm-hmm. than I could overrated players. And I don't know why that is really, but I think it's, it's a good sign. I didn't want to, sh- I didn't want to yeah. shit on people, you know? And, and even now, like I, I don't, a lot of the guys that I have and overrated are still like, that's the thing. You look at some of my guys that are underrated. I will, wouldn't have had them all as underrated a couple, a year or two ago. And, and same with the overrated. So there's always time to change the narrative. I mean, you look at, KCP didn't make my list, but you look at KCP, who's been a laughing stock for years, and then this year, like, sure, he's probably he's not worth the money he's getting paid, but like, he has been an important part of what the Lakers are doing. So there's always time to change the perception of of what um, what you are, and so I'm not just because I'm putting someone as overrated doesn't mean the rest of the life they're overrated. Unless you're Russell Westbrook, then for the rest of your life you're overrated. But um, one last thing before we jump into it. Uh, another tough thing with with things like this, when you're talking about overrated, underrated, is, you know, that there's I, I can just go off what I feel the general perception is. Again, I have a Twitter. I watch countless of NBA things, follow, obviously, NBA Instagram accounts, like Reddit, all that shit. So I just have a general perception. It doesn't it's hard to all like some just because I think the general perception of a player being overrated, or underrated doesn't mean that there aren't people that think agree with me so i just wanted to point that out as well because there might be people like huh he's not overrated like people think he's shit but yeah you might think he's shit but uh well not shit like we just talked about but uh a lot of people do and again some of these are like 15 year olds on twitter but like if i see it i'm gonna be like all right people really think he's good but other than that i think we're good i want to start with overrated so we can finish off on a more positive note um, and again, it, it's not as fun to shit on players. It's not as fun as be like, this guy's not actually that good. It's just not as fun. So let's start with that, get it out of the way, and then we can move on to underrated. You want to lead us off, bro? Sure. And just one, one thing about overrated, too, is I feel like a, a lot of people, especially like people that are on TV and stuff, have a lot like harsher opinions on overrated. Like 
a lot of people have a much stronger stance on someone being overrated than a stronger stance on someone being underrated. Like people just love to hate on people. It so, sucks, but it's true. I That's such look, a good I point. Look past that a little bit and kind of just see like even through the numbers a little bit and just see like who I thought kind of got a little bit right. more praise than they deserve. I, but wait, real quick, I love that point, and I think partly be that is because. I think a lot of these talking people, I don't know if you've noticed it, maybe it's because obviously I'm a Steph guy and I feel like in the media in general, there's not a lot of like Steph guys where you like, you you listen to them talk and it's like, they're going to go to that for Steph. I think it's like Colin Cowherd generally is a Steph guy, uh, but not a ton of guys come to mind. But back to the original point, I feel like a lot of guys have these, not agenda might be too tough but like you see Kendrick Perkins he's always going to shit on anyone that comes against Braun or Jay Williams is always going to shit on anyone that comes talking crazy about KD so I think there's just a lot more at stake but also with my overrated I don't think I have any like star stars so that probably won't be an issue but anyways let's jump into it with you Uh, okay are we so when I first did this, I just made five. Yeah, you don't have to rank them. I didn't rank them. Did you rank them? I did not. It's all okay. it's all the same. Okay, my first one, I know you're going to hate this one, but my first one is, is Kyle Lowry. Overrated? Yes. Oh, that hurts me, but let's hear it. For me, I just, I was watching a, a show the other day, and a lot of people were talking about how they thought think he's already a Hall of Famer. And I was kind of sitting back and listening to some of the points that they made. Okay. And I thought it was sort of crazy. People were talking about how he's – there's not a lot of people in the NBA right now that think Kyle Lowry should uh, – like people are like, okay, Kyle Lowry deserves a statue outside of Toronto. He's the best player that's ever been there. And if he's the best player that's – if he's the best player for an NBA franchise, he should be a Hall of Famer. And I was thinking like that doesn't really make sense. Like Kyle Lowry's a good basketball player, but – In my opinion, I just think he doesn't do a whole lot of extra. I think he's just basically, a good way to put him would be average. I don't know. He's just not a star for me. And everyone thinks he's this perennial all-star. Like He was a humongous reason that they won um, the title last year. I just, I don't really believe that. I think they have a lot of pieces around him that, um, and and one of the players in my underrated is, is a Raptor. And I think he's a big reason that the Raptors have been so good this year, but I just think Kyle Lowry's a bit overrated. and Okay. Uh, and I, I love that we're starting out with that because I I don't have him on my underrated list, but I would think – I would say he's more underrated than overrated to me. But if you're, really? if you're coming from the standpoint of people calling him a Hall of Famer, I get how you can go the overrated route. But um, I, like, for example, I just – I started this YouTube and it's going to take a while, but I one of the first videos I'm going to do is just showing people – the Raptors defense and how smart every guy on the court is. And the more and more I'm watching, the more I'm seeing like Kyle Lowry's like a, almost like a middle linebacker in terms of like getting people in the right spots. And he's so smart and, and offensively he's not like, he's not like he's not flashy and you don't necessarily need to be flashy, but he's so solid. He's a solid shooter, solid contributor. And he's just so smart. You saw him play big minutes for Team USA, play in the All-Star game. Yes, it's the All-Star game. So I I agree. I don't think I can call him a Hall of Famer, but 
I I love what he brings, and I think he does a lot of things that go unnoticed when you're just watching. But that's me personally. But if you're going from the mindset of like, okay, he's a Hall of Fame. Is he the best player for the Raptors? Like, can we say that? Are we say are they saying like the the Raptor that had the best career? Maybe, but the best player that's ever played on the Raptors is probably Kawhi. But it all it was. Well, yeah, I mean that's no doubt about that. But they're saying like as far as like. I forget where I was. It was on Fox Sports, and they were saying that Kyle Lowry's a Hall of Famer because he's going to go down leading the, the franchise in points scored. He's won a championship there. Brought him. He's claimed they claim that he brought them their only title. And I was like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, he, if Kawhi Leonard never came, there was, you couldn't even talk about right. it. Right? Like, you think I was, about. I was looking at some of Kyle Lowry's numbers too, and he's only shot over forty five percent from the field once in his career, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, I feel like he's. When you think about Kyle Lowry, you just think of him as a solid player that's always just taking the right shot. But mm-hmm. when I really dug into the numbers, I feel like they're just not there for me either. Like, he's not that efficient of a player. And, and, and I love efficiency when it comes to, like, a point guard. I think that's, like, one of the most important mm-hmm. things as a point guard because you want to be a distributor. And then if you're efficient, I'm going to be a scorer for all, by all means. But, like, I just – like Ben Simmons, for instance. Like, I love that – he shoots a good percentage from the field, and he doesn't score a lot, but he knows his role. Like Kyle Lowry, I feel like takes a lot of shots that don't necessarily hurt the team, but aren't aren't great shots. So okay, we're just gonna and and I I should have mentioned this before. I love it because Sarge and I obviously do a little bit of talking before the pods, but nothing too heavy, and we don't get too heavy into what we're about to talk about. And I think this pod more than ever is we're we're gonna lead to some disagreements, and and that's honestly to me is exciting um but i i'm fully on on board so what would you say do you think most people think he's a top five point guard because i don't even have him as a top five point guard but i no. love what he brings I, I don't think people have him as a top five point guard but i think people think of him now that he's won a championship as some like elite level player yeah. and that's, i don't i don't think he would be on my list if he didn't win a championship that's that's another good point because i think even before last year you saw year after year Braun in the playoffs own them. And, and he almost – him and DeRozan had these this title of like, all right, they're playoff chokers. Like they they regular season guys. They can't get it done. And then Kawhi comes and it kind of changes the narrative. But I think he's also evolved as a player. And this this year, I, I obviously the Bucks are the favorite. but And I'm probably a little hyped up off of watching them play defense. But – I, I think they have a shot, and I, when when playoffs do come, which they will, with all the talk going on, they are they're gonna come. I want, I wish we could watch basketball together, bro, because I want to I want to watch that defense with you and just. Do you think point Do you think Toronto up. has the second best chance coming out of the East behind Milwaukee? Uh, right now, I'd say yes. I think honestly, I think Philly has a shot too. That's gonna sound crazy. I know that. I think, no, I think Philly I think Philly has a shot for sure, but for me, I would put Boston, Boston. and Philly over Toronto. I, I'm going, if I'm ranking them right now, I'm going Toronto, Philly, Boston. And I think that's, a lot of people wouldn't agree with that. But I, that's, I go, I'd go Philly, Boston, Toronto. Philly, Boston, Toronto. Yeah, that's that's opposite. Or, not opposite, but I, I know what you mean. Um yeah, I just, I just think it's the defense. I think Philly's ability to have one, they have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Al Horford, Matisse Thybul, and Josh Richardson's a super underrated defender. 
like that alone, I just think, and they have a go-to guy to, to score. And, and obviously so does Boston sort of, so does Toronto, but uh, I just love Toronto has guys to throw at big players. I don't like OG is one of my favorite defenders. I, Boston is, I, I've seen them time and time again, get burned by Joel and Giannis. And I just don't know what's going to change. So unless they just get filthy hot and they could definitely get filthy hot, but anyways, um, I love that that Lowry. Well, maybe don't love it, but I love that we disagree. And I, I think I'm going to keep the disagree train rolling right here. Um, my most overrated player is Zach. Lev- not most overrated, but my first overrated is Zach Levine. I knew you were going to have. <laughs> I, and I know you love him. Let me ex- after, hey, after we had our little Twitter debate on those four players, I knew that you. Were I had to. Play. I was like, I, knew it. I don't even know if people love Zach. Think of Zach. And and I posted that poll on Instagram. Hey, who'd you rather have, Drew or Zach? And I think Drew won. I was like, okay, that kind of defeats my whole point. Like I thought most people would go Levine, but I'm still all in on on the Levine overrated. And again, like I said, Levine is still pretty young. Like he, I will admit right now, two years ago, I thought he's going to be way worse than he is right now. He's got. He's so much better than I ever thought he was going to be. But I still think at this point in time, people think he's a little bit better than he is. And I'll tell you why. I think uh, it's clear. He is so good at putting the ball in the basket. He's he's very good at that. He's very athletic. He's a, he's a good finisher. He's grown so much offensively. And he's damn efficient for the shots he takes. Like, he's an efficient player. But I think for me, what's still to be determined is, are those things that he's good at, do they actually – lead to and and I think he is a good floor raiser but can he be the number one or two guy playing the way he plays I don't think so and here's a couple stats I think the the number one thing for me is he's atrocious on defense and not necessarily career-wise he hasn't always been terrible terrible but this year it's it's been just awful like no help defense not a good one-on-one defender again there's a million different defensive things I think right now I lean on on Raptor ish, but anyways, he's 114th in defensive win shares. Um, in Vorp, he is okay. In defensive Raptor, he's 190 out of 250 qualified players. Defensive uh, box plus minus 69th out of 83. And the on-off numbers when he's on the floor, they give up 113 points per game. When he's on the bench, they give up 102. And overall, the team's 14th in defensive rating. So it's not like a Bradley Beal situation where you're like, all right, everyone's terrible. Like, it's bad when he's on and it's bad when he's off. Like, it's been the worst when he's on and actually pretty damn good when he's off. So I I understand. And then on top of that, he's not the, he's not the best creator. And he's, I, I believe, like, 11th or so in terms of in terms of turnovers and again he's high usage the bulls don't have a ton around him but for me i think most and i could be wrong but i feel like the general perception is he got snubbed or close to snub for for the all-star he's very very close to being an all-star and for me if levine is your number one player or two i don't think you're in the best shape i think you see with a lot of the best offensive players like they kind of put, they put the fear in you. Like you're sending people at him to, to try and take him out of his game and it's going to open up for others. But I think teams have been like, 
no, nah, it's all right. You do that. Like, and it hasn't led to the offense running all that much better with him doing what he's doing. Again, doesn't have the best around him. So we'll see. I, I obviously need more talent around him. But for me right now, he's not this all-star guy that I think can really be that much of a game changer. It's hard to say because of the situation he's in right now. But I think you put him – I like doing the, these things. I think if you put him, let's say, on the Suns and and switch it with Book, and I, I know most people would think Booker are better. I think the Suns are so much worse than they are, and I think the Bulls are better. I don't know how much better, but better. And that's might not have been the best shooting guy that was off the dome. But uh, – for me, I, I'm just not sold on Zach right now. Like like we talked about in that Twitter argument, I would take CJ and Jalen over him and not think twice. Okay. And when I think of overrated too, I, I think of kind of like all-star category guys, and I think he's a good one because, you know, and I think it's good that I said Kyle Lowry too because Kyle Lowry made the yeah, all-star team yeah. and Zach Levine didn't. Yeah. And for me, when I'm thinking about – straight scores i want zach levine but when you think about all-around player obviously kyle lowry is a better player so i think too when we talk about this it's interesting because it matters about who's like if you put zach levine on that raptors team i mean how that's actually a really good are, you think the raptors are worse i should have done that because i i think the, the raptors actually might be better i and i almost be crazy i mean maybe they'll be a little bit worse defensively but there's a lot of guys around him that could make up for that and you have a great coach in Nick Nurse who's defensive-minded. But I think if you put Zach Levine on that Raptors team, I think they're almost better. Dude, and I think that might be – in terms of just podcasts, I think I, the one – the statement I disagree the most with. Like I I don't think they're even close to better. I think they're significantly worse. I think Kyle Lowry does so much for them. And Zach Levine offers nothing on defense – Nothing really, not nothing, but nothing really as a creator. And I I just can't see how that would work in terms of making them better. Like him taking those tough shots, like, I don't know. And I could be wrong. And, and I think time will continue to play out and we'll see what Zach Levine gets to. But for me, I I think the Raptors are a lot, lot better with, with uh, Kyle Lowry. And I, I just, I don't know about Zach, but. Okay. And that's okay. I mean, I don't think by any means Zach Levine is, is like a great basketball player. I think winning is, is a telltale sign of a lot of like of a lot of these players and you know, it hasn't shown. I mean, he scores mm-hmm. what does he score? Probably twenty five points a game. I think he's twenty five basketball yeah. games. He's a great DK player. A hundred percent. And he's a, in terms of just like one on one, Zach Levine's gonna beat Kyle Lowry. I understand that, but I'm just saying well, I, get, I mean I get that hundred percent too, but yeah. I'm talking about the team and the situation. Right, I know, and I know you are. I know you are. And, and, I, and if you put Kyle Lowry on the Bulls, like, let's even turn it that way. Like, I think they're the better. better. I think they are. I think Kyle Lowry – and, and it's hard to make it a real-world example, but you know the guys at the rec were just like – you want to play with them. Like, they are not going to – they're always going to be sound defensively. Like, you, Kyle Lowry does – and again, you're right, he's not the most efficient, but he really does no wrong. And I think I value doing no wrong high, like, because he's, 
it's the highest level and it's so hard to not fuck up. And I just feel like Lowry rarely ever fucks up. And he's always, he's so aware. Like a lot of guys aren't like, they're just kind of playing. Like he is so aware of every little thing. And I think that matters more than people think it matters. But. Okay. And I think where we disagree here, I think just to end it is just, I think you, you take, like, I think it's easier to replace a guy than you do. I think someone like Kyle Lowry is a guy for me that I think of as really average and he can do a lot of these things, but he doesn't really do anything special. So I feel like if I were to replace him, I can surround people that are going to do all of those different specialties that he does Mm -hmm. with different players. But I guess like a multi-tool guy is a a little more important for you. And I would, I agree exactly with what you're saying. And I think I'd make the argument that it's harder to replace a guy like that who does all those things, and I think it it, sh- it would show up when you lose that guy. It's like, oh shit! Like Kyle, Kyle was the one that like told me to do. Like Kyle, Kyle usually takes care of that, and you know, Zach Levine's not gonna do that. But that was that was great. That was great. If we take that long, though, it's gonna be two, three hours. But I love. I, I can always count on just chopping it up with you, bro. Give me your next overrated player. Okay, and this this is a guy that I thought was overrated kind of for a while, mm-hmm. and it's Donovan Mitchell. I think you would probably agree with me on this one. I sure, I do. He he was like my he just missed. I I felt like it would it would be somewhat unfair to call him overrated, but I think he like I I personally think he's definitely more on the overrated side for sure. And the reason I think he's overrated is I just. He's been like ever since he got into the league, it's been like they've been a playoff team for the most part, and I feel like he's always just going to take this next step. And the Jazz are going to get better and better and go further in the playoffs, but it just haven't seen it. And some of his shots, like he takes twenty shots a game. I was looking at it, yeah, and he makes right around nine, so he's like a forty-five percent from the field guy, which is not bad. Average, but yeah. I feel like he just takes some. When I'm watching him play, he just takes some shots that I I really disagree with, and I think. As far as defensively goes, I think he's average. I think he gets a little bit more credit than he deserves. But yeah. For me, I just he's so young still too that I feel exactly. like he's been in the league for a lot longer. But I just I expect so I've been expecting so much more out of him, especially this season, like with the addition of Mike Conley. Mike Conley's been horrible. But yeah, not his best I just, year. I just feel like Donovan Mitchell is just he's just not as good as people say. He is like everyone thinks he's this perennial all star that's just going to be make such a big difference for Utah and they're going to the West is a shit show in the first place but I just haven't seen it from him yet people always say how good he is and he's so you know he he makes such a big difference I just haven't seen it and that's very fair and I think I love one first off that both your first two overrated players are all-stars I love that that's bold you have more balls than I do but I would say I, I agree I think people are really really high on him and they should be like he's He's a very exciting player. Um, but I, I haven't seen enough for him to feel like, all right, he can he can be the number one guy and maybe the number two. But, like, you even look back to last year, and, again, very young, and it's important to note that. But he played awful against the Rockets. He The the Jazz relied on him to be their guy, and he did not deliver. And, you know, that's a 22-, 23-year-old. I, I get it. Um, but I also think it's very, it's going to be a very interesting situation to monitor this playoffs with the whole Rudy thing. Like I still don't, unless Rudy did something ridiculous, behind, I, he did do something ridiculous, but unless he did more behind closed doors that we don't know about, 
I don't really know why Donovan is like, you can make it sure a big deal, but it's like, it just seems unnecessary at this point. Like you've got to focus on what's at hand, but I, I think, I know you don't bet a ton, but I think the Jazzer team I'll definitely be betting against because in the playoffs, because one, I think Bojan is bigger than a lot of people realize. Um, but that it's just a weird situation. And I, I agree. I don't think Donovan's ready to, to carry the load as that guy yet. And, it's interesting too, because Donovan hasn't got paid. So I, I don't know when his contract is up. I'd have to look. They'll pay him in, though. In, in, in two, that's what I'm saying. In two years, they're going to have to give him a max contract. Is it? Oh, I thought it was, is it two years? Yeah, it is two years. Huh? I think uh, that's my, yeah, I haven't yeah. looked, but it's gotta be in two, two years. They're going to yeah. have to give him a max contract. And I just, that's going to be tough. That's, those are the toughest decisions where you have a guy that you don't want to lose, but like, I can't pay you max money, bro. Like uh, you're not, there's very few players that I'd be comfortable. Like, all right, give him max money. We're chilling. And, uh, I think you, I think I'd still give Donovan max money just because of the, the youth and you know, that guy, you don't have to worry about where his heart is and, and how much he cares about it. Like he's going to give you everything. But at the same time, like my biggest thing still is the shot selection and not the best creator. Again, he's the two, so that's okay. But, um, he's also undersized, long ass arms, but pretty undersized as a two, like not big enough to match up with most two. So there are definitely holes. Definitely does a lot of great things, but I, I would agree that um, he's more on the overrated side. And I would definitely, I think the most common comparison is like Booker, and I'd take Booker not oh, ten, easily. ten times they, out of ten. They're always compared, and I'd take Booker every time. Yeah, not close for me. I agree. Um, okay. Uh, we have five minutes left, so I'm going to give you my most overrated. It's a little bit of a cop-out, but it's um, the quickest one because we've talked about him so much. And I had, I was like, how can I do an overrated podcast and not put Russell Westbrook? I know, I know I've talked to you about not putting him, but I also struggled to find an overrated player, so I felt comfortable. Uh, I've talked about it a million times, but... I mean, this this is a guy that people – I don't think they say he's the number one point guard anymore, but a lot of people still think he's two. A lot of people still think he's a top ten player. I don't think he's anywhere close to a top ten player anymore. Played amazing towards the end of the season. I will give him that, but the Rockets literally dealt their second, third, however you want to look at it, most valuable player, guy who's been with them for a while just to make it work. If you're the point guard – you, you you should be able to make things happen, not have the team move mountains to make it work for you. He just isn't a scalable player. I, again, you if you've been listening, you know I'm a big fan of like versatility and being, being able to, you know, do multiple things and, and fit people around you because it raises your floor and ceiling. And I just don't think Russ does that. He takes some awful shots gotten a little bit better he stopped taking the threes which i think is is smart and he well what do you know played a lot better just focus on transition and doing what you do best but uh it's so crazy to me that people think this guy's a, a top 10 player when he's gone home in the first round to portland and utah with paul george like and steven adams and Jer- like if you're that dude you're definitely not getting sent home in the first round and he, i mean he has and you couldn't win a title with kd and James, yes, they were young, but uh, it's not like if you're going. Da- I, I feel like people still debate Dame or Lillard or shit, Dame or Russ, and that, like, how do you have that? How do you sit there and have that debate? Like, I I don't know. I personally don't know. And I, I people get really excited for people that play super hard. I and like our dogs, but like, 
sure you're a dog, but are you a smart dog? Like, if you're not a smart dog, like, get the fuck out. So that's me. Are you, a, are you a winning dog? If you're not a winning dog, yeah, I don't care if you're a losing dog. Like, I, yeah. and I know you agree. So I don't know if you have much more to add, but we. Yeah, I don't have a lot. So, I mean, I think Russell Westbrook is extremely overrated. I think he's the most overrated player in the league. But I don't have him on my list just because I. Every time we talk about him, my yeah, my mind, yeah, so I, I don't want to get too I, negative. I, <laughs> I'm I, All right, let's take a quick break. Pop back and uh, finish off the overrated. All right, we're back. I wish we actually got that on. I wish we got that recorded because that was. I, I really like that one. That might be my favorite one you've had. Um, okay, I've got. I've got a couple more overrateds that I think you're not gonna like. At least one for sure. But uh, I've I've got my two. You got two. Give me your third. Okay, this one I think is gonna surprise you, but I this might just be a frustration one for me, but. I put Kyle Kuzma on my overrated list. I thought about him. I thought about him. And Talk the to reason, me. I think the main reason I have him on my overrated list is um, just when we were making that, when the Lakers were making that trade, everyone was talking about, we got to keep Kuzma. We got to keep Kuzma. He's going to be a superstar. Like He's going to be mm-hmm. so good. He's going to be a great piece around LeBron. If we get AD, like he's just going to be such a great piece. And the whole time I was thinking like, God, man, I would much rather keep Brandon Ingram. Like, I don't, I don't really get this. Like, the the upside is just so much higher for Brandon Ingram than it is for Kyle Kuzma. Right. Even Lonzo. Like the, even Lonzo and the skill set too. I mean, both of those dudes are so much more skilled as far as like what they can do on the basketball court. Like, Kyle Kuzma is kind of a one trick pony. Like, I just, I didn't get all the hype, and then he comes into this season and he just stunk. He was so bad. He stunk and, this year. I don't know if that was. Maybe because AD was there and he had less of less touches and less opportunity to score, but just yeah. as far as efficiency goes and I love you know, some of the One shots he was taking, it was, it was horrible. Word. Yeah, I mean it was just horrible. I agree, and 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 I think even more so why you look at it is like you have literal proof in the pudding that he was overrated because in that package they sent. Arguably, right now, the two better players in Lonzo and Ingram instead of him. And I think I hate to relate it back to the Zach Levine. I promise after this we're done, but it just brought this into my mind. I think that it's a it's a little bit of a stretch of a comparison, but I think you saw you saw when it not necessarily didn't matter, but when the Lakers weren't good and there was less pieces and, and Kuzma was a quote go-to guy, he had some great games. He went off and obviously nowhere close to as efficient as Zach Levine was this year. But you see some guys, when they aren't the number one option, they fade and they're not able to make the same impact on a game or even close when they're – and I think that's part of my problem with Levine is like I don't know if he's not clearly getting the ball when he wants it. Like I don't know that because of the defense and distributing that he – and he, I guess he is a two, but I don't know if he can make that same impact when he doesn't have those touches. And it won't ever be as drastic – I will say Kuzma got thrown into a not a tough situation, but like it's weird to be going from like all right, literally like sixteen shots a game to like all right, you're playing fifteen to twenty minutes and you're kind of you're trying to find your right shot. You know basketball's Dude, all ribbon. Kuzma played twenty five minutes a game this year. Did he get up to twenty five? Twenty four point six. Wow, I was wrong then. Even that, but still, it's. That's that's more than I thought, but it's still a drop. He was down. coming off the bench too, though, which is yeah. Good. But you could, I 
mean, for me, I thought, okay, Kuzma coming off the bench, like he could be like a 16, 17-point yeah. guy. He might be the main guy, you know what I mean? But I think the way the Lakers ran their rotation, too, is LeBron and AD were always on the court. Like, there was always one, one of them on the court. Which is smart. So, which is smart, and you, you're going to do that. But just when I was looking at the numbers, too, like his numbers as far as like field goal percentage and stuff, it's a little worse than it was last year. But just the volume and like the opportunity is so much worse that – I think it made him look a lot better last year because he got a lot more opportunity, got a lot more shots, and the numbers were there. You know, he's almost scored 19 yeah. points a game last he's year. On the and, I think Lakers, because, and I think, yeah, when, when LeBron went out last year for the second half of the season, he got a big opportunity to take a bunch of shots, and, you know, people were really hyped on him. But for me, I was like, all right, like, this is great that he's scoring right now, but let's see what he can do next year. And, and next year came, this year came, and it's it's yeah. been atrocious. Totally. And I, well, I'm curious to see what his career path ends up being. I, I think, for me, I, I can probably pretty safely say he won't be an all-star, which I think a lot of people thought eventually he would be. But I still think he can be a, a solid piece. But he's got to add more. Like, he can't just score or else he's going to be limited. He's not good defensively, not a great def- uh, rebound. He's an okay rebounder. I mean, he's not a great passer. So, And even scoring, he's not the most efficient. So I, I – I definitely agree. I think he's just—he's not great at creating his own shot either. Like he's a catch and shoot guy, in my opinion. Like I—he's I, a catch and like rip the ball through off. He's not an off the dribble shoot kind of guy. He'll catch the ball, yeah. rip and go to the rim and dunk. He's not gonna, you know, dribble, dribble, take a step back or make a, a really good move and, and create for himself. He's more of totally. a rely on other people to get him shots, and, and that's why I thought he was gonna make that leap because that's what LeBron's good at, you know. And yeah. he just wasn't knocking down those shots. And I was thinking about it earlier today too, and. I don't think Kuzma's going to be a Laker when it comes down to it. If 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 AD resigns, there's going to be no money. You, um, what do you I, think his I, trade value is? I I just wonder what people dude, are willing to toss know. for him. At this point, I don't know. I think last year it was really high. Now, I, yeah, like they I missed don't know out. What people are going to give up to him. I wonder. Like, would you have done the the Kuz for D? I don't know the exact deal, but I, what what were your what were your thoughts on a, a trade that would have been Kuz for D-Rose as the centerpiece? Do you think the Lakers said no, or do you think the Pistons I, – I feel like it had to be the Lakers. Pistons, Pistons say yes, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they have yeah. no reason to keep D-Rose. Their, their franchise is in absolute shambles. But Probably the uh, worst future in the league right now. I agree. I agree. I was looking at it. It's got to be them. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, especially with Saku, Dumbaya, whatever that guy. I like Christian Wood, but bro, that guy was undrafted. Like that's probably their most. He's a free agent, actually. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, and for me, I, I just think we can't pay Kuzma. He's been awful. I think everyone kind of looked at him as the star because he was in LA and there's a lot of pressure. And he did put up the numbers last year. But for me, it's just yeah. he's more of a role player than anything else. I don't think he'll ever be. A, he could be a starter in his career, but I don't think he's going to be one of those. You know, top four guys on, on a contender. I, I just yeah. don't see it. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. And I think he works hard. I think he'll get better. I, I definitely think he'll – hopefully this will be kind of the lowest point for him. But we'll see. We'll see. I agree. That's two agrees in a row. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> let's see if we can if we can mix it up. All right. I, I have someone that I know you're not going to agree with, but I'll save him. Uh, next up, I'm going to go with D'Lo. D'Angelo Russell. Okay. I thought about I thought about him a lot. Yeah. Um, but I didn't go there. Yeah. I, and I personally love D'Angelo. Like I think he's a he's an awesome dude. I, I, I think he's a fun, fun ass player to watch. 
But uh, I think also the the perception of him right now is that borderline all-star probably will be an all-star next year for the Timberwolves. Maybe not everyone thinks that, but and he, who knows? He might even be. But for me, um, it's it's kind of similar to the whole Zach Levine mold, except he scores even worse, a little bit better of a distributor. I think we, I've talked about in the past point guard. I don't need you to be an elite defender. There's very few point guards who are. But there are two point guards who are actually like go at them bad. And that it's not Zach Levine. It's Trey Young and the other one is D'Angelo Russell. So right there alone, everywhere he's been, they're, they're much worse defensively with him on the floor. He's also not the most efficient. He's not great in transition. He in terms of, He's a three-level scorer, but he's not amazing at the rim, not amazing from three. So it's just like – People think he's this – and he's, he's like, fun to watch. He's super swaggy, all that. But he's also turnover prone. So you take as your point guard, you got someone who turns it over a decent amount with awful defense who's not the most efficient. It's just, like, it's tough for me to get on board with the whole potential all-star. And, again, we go back to still very young. These are things he can definitely improve on. But he's also just not that athletic. So I think that that limits what he'll ever be able to get to in certain areas. Um, and, and for me, the fact that I think the Warriors who definitely could have waited, um, on dealing him, like they did not need to deal him that quick. were ready to pull the trigger on a trade that brought him back. Andrew Wiggins, like just shows they knew it wasn't going to work. And, and the primary way that you need to play with the Angelo Russell is, is give him the ball. And you saw, I mean, the, the Warriors were marginally better with him on offense with him on the floor with no one really else there. Like that says a lot to me. And, and the Warriors were like, right, yeah, that this guy, like he needs the ball, can't really play off ball. So it's limiting. I don't want him as my point guard. I think a lot of people love him. And I know we talked about it. I, a cat is another guy. I, I insanely talented, but I'm lower on him than I think most people are at this point in time. I, I don't know how that's going to work with how cat, how bad cat's been defensively it's it's fun on paper and the timberwolves fans i think they should still be excited and i mean it's more exciting than what they've had but i i don't see them making the playoffs i think it's going to be tough despite those two guys being very very talented i don't know up to this point if i've seen enough for me to be like all right that'll translate and uh delos is definitely was a solid solid like he, he i knew i was picking delo when i went to over and I, and I think it says a lot that he's been traded. Or he's kind of already been a journeyman a little bit for how young he is. You know, he's already been traded a couple of times. And yeah. no matter where he goes, he seems to be putting on a show, but people don't really want to hold on to him. And it's, it's kind of weird. Something, yeah. um, and I think it does say a lot about maybe like his attitude and, and maybe how he is as a locker room guy. He just might not care a lot about winning and, and, and pushing a franchise. And, and I think when I say that, Donovan Mitchell is overrated. I think it's from a basketball standpoint. I think like when you look at him, I think he cares a lot about totally winning and, and he wants to do it. But when I look at a guy like D'Angelo Russell, it's kind of like, I don't even know if he really wants to win. I think he's there to just, you know, get on league fit, fit and, and, and yeah. score some points. But, and, and who knows? Uh, the the, the T-Wolves are interesting to me because yeah. they have a, they're going to have a top five pick probably this year. So depending on, on, on where they go and what direction they go there and, and who they draft. They got some good young yeah, guys. They're, like, they're like Beasley a little bit, but yeah. depending on, on who else they get around them, like if they get like, a, I don't know, like they if, need if somehow they pull James Wiseman out of their butts and they get 
put him next to Cat and have D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, I think they could kind of be interesting. But they could be interesting. I'll give you interesting, but I and I will say D'Lo's made strike. Like Lakers, D'Lo didn't give one fuck. I think right now it's more like I don't think he realizes that what he's doing, his style of plays. He's limiting himself, and he's still so young. Maybe even makes a realization, but like even Minnesota last year, the the games he did play, like it, it was more of the same. And so, we'll see, bro. We'll see. But right now, I think he's definitely overrated. Okay. And I, my next overrated player is 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 interesting because I still think he's good and is an all star. But I think, and you're gonna hate this, but for me, it's, it's Trey Young. And I can see it. I think he's a, a good basketball player, don't get me wrong, but I think he's so overhyped right now, and I think a lot of it has to do for me is is how bad they have been as a team. That's right, yeah. And if you're averaging 30 points a game, I think you can make the same case, Like, because I love Bradley Beal, and this is where my argument gets tough, is because they're so bad, and he's putting up kind of the same numbers as, as Trey Young, but he's, I think, a little bit better defensively. But Trey Young is just it hasn't amounted to winning, and I just don't know why that is i don't know if it's the culture if it's the coaching i just when i look at him I, I, if he's putting up these numbers i just don't get how they're so horrible and right. everyone's talking he was an all-star starter this year yeah and for me bradley beal didn't even make the all-star game but you got trey young starting i just think people think way too highly of him it just doesn't make sense to me like when you look at it from a basketball perspective do you think trey young's a better basketball player than brad beal right now no I agree, and so just from an overrated aspect, like there's no way for me that yeah. Bradley Beal is not a starter, and then you or not an All Star, and then you have Trey Young as an All Star starter. I think people are just talking him up way too much in this career. I just don't think he deserves that credit yet. My, the numbers are there. So some of the plays he are, he's doing are crazy, but for me, I don't think he's this perennial, perennial superstar that people have him. They already have him in, in that category, and I just don't yeah. think he can be there yet with. When he's not winning ball games, that's fair. I think my response twofold. I think the whole Bradley Beal Trey Young thing. I I completely agree. Beal was the biggest snub last year. I think the reason why it looks even worse now is because Beal had the a monster end to the year and pre All Star. Like he he was still All Star deserving, but like you look at it now because once he missed the All Star game, he went crazy. And Trey had a I'd say overall was probably his, his better half was the first half. I think that played a factor. But still, no excuse for why Beal should have, let alone not even make it. But um, I think for me, because it's, I, th- I think it's good for me to clarify this because I've, you, you've talked, I mean, my for two of my first three guys were talking about, hey, good stats, but like hasn't translated to winning. But I've, to this point, been a Trey Young guy. I think. For me, the biggest thing is, one, I've seen how much he can unlock an offense. Like, when he was on the floor, the Hawks had a very good offense with not amazing players. Um, And two, it might sound a little bullshit, and it somewhat is. I might be just seeing what I want to see. But before John Collins went down, the Hawks were not great, but they they were – you went into the game thinking they have a shot. And then when he came back, like, I remember they beat the Sixers at home, like, you started to see more. And, I, again, I can't say Trey Young doesn't have talent and then go and shit on Zach Levine, right, especially because the Bulls are better than the Hawks. But I also feel like I saw enough to be like, hey, I think the Hawks can be a potential – maybe not 
somewhere to where like the Kings are in the West this year. Like maybe not front contender for a playoff spot, but somewhere close to that. And with the talent he has around him, I think that's enough for me to be like, okay, Trey Young's on this path to being that star. But at this point, I know what you mean. I, I would I would say there's more hype there than not substance. That sounds crazy because there's been a lot of substance. But I know what you're saying in which like he people say him as like he's the next best thing after Luca, and I I, I get why you'd want to pump the brakes on that because he's horrendous on defense. But I just feel like hopefully he he makes improvements, and I love the offensive floor and ceiling that he brings. And I want the Hawks to have some time for the young guys to gel with them. And and we'll see. I could be wrong. Next year they could shit the bed again, be awful defensively, and make no progress. But I'd like to think that the Hawks will be win at least like 38 to 35 to 38 games next year. And, and I don't think Trey Young is a, a bad basketball player by any means. No. Like, I, I love, I him. I love his talent, and he, his offensive ceiling is, is one of the best in the NBA. But I just I, I think people need to pump the brakes a little bit on, on where they have him right now as far as you know that's fair. elite players in the NBA. That's I still fair. think he's a great player, and I think he's got a great future, obviously. I just for think sure. right now he's a bit overrated for my uh, – he's way overrated for my taste. I get you. I got you. Um, okay. <laughs> Did you actually see, uh, while I was doing research for this, um, did you see the NBA actually like voted on most overrated players, like the players? Yeah, Russell and Dre. Russell and Dre. And the third. I I looked through that list a little bit too, yeah. Yeah. The third guy is my next guy. And I know you're not going to like this, but give me a sec. Um, It's Hassan. And um, I I already see it happening. We talked about who's going to pay him. And I was like, I don't think anyone's going to pay him. I think. The like the jury's out, but I think you're you were talking about is how he over, is he overrated though? Who's rating him? He's never made an All Star game. I'm, a, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna tell you what I think the general perception is, and then where I think he is, and then that. But I think Charlotte Charlotte's gonna cash him out. You, you're right. Someone's gonna cash him out. I think it's gonna be Charlotte. But to me, I feel like people think he's a top ten center. Like I and I think you do, right? Like and I do. Yeah, I yeah. think he is. A to- I think he's like ten. Yeah, I really I, do. I, I know you do. And that's what I'm saying, where the general perception is. For me, I, I don't think he is. And and here's why. He's a great rim protector. He really is. When he's in the paint, I'd say arguably he's probably a top three. And you could argue he might be the number one rim protector just in terms of when he's in the paint, how easy is it to score? It's very not easy. But I think part of that is he chases blocks like crazy. Like, he craves blocks, so he's always jumping on pumps. He's out of position a lot of times because he's going for that block, so he's overhelping, leads to a lot of things. The The Blazers last year were able to play a little bit different defense with Nurkic. He's a little bit more mobile. This year they've played a drop defense, so on pick and rolls, they just have him in the paint. And so it leads to a lot of open threes. I feel like he's constantly out of position. He's, he's a – a good rebounder, but the, the surprisingly the Blazers rebounded better with him off the floor. And I just don't love the motor. Like I, I feel like we saw one crazy good year in Miami. Then he got paid, and then Spo wouldn't even play him more than twenty five minutes a game, and got him out of there. Like they're playing Myers Leonard, and 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 uh, there's another guy they're playing that's just not amazing. But I think that's because they care. They care, and I, I just haven't seen. The motor from him, I feel like he's out of position too much that it takes away from the blocks. And I, 
I'd have him like as the 15th best center, which you're going 15, 10. Like, what's the big deal? I think you can make an argument for me. He's even lower. I just, I, I don't love what he, obviously he can't space the floor, but not every center can do that. But he, I, I understand where you're I think your main problem with him is, is he's not a modern day center. He can't switch on the, you know, he can only guard a five. You can't really have him in the pick and roll because he's going to get beat. Like he's more of an old school, like just sit him in the paint. Have him affect shots like he's just. Not I a, he's, he's I not agree. A center that can play in today's NBA, in your opinion. Yes, but that's not the main. Like that is part of the reason. It's not the full reason, though. I, I just feel like it's all defensive IQ for you. Like it is. Off, offensively, do, do you have like problems with it? With I don't have. You can't shoot the three. No, you're right. It, 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 that is the main problem for me. Is like if he could just chill out and use his tools, like optimize his tools, that'd be great. But like. And, and if he was just chilling in the paint, that'd be one thing. But, like, you see him, like, he's going to help when he doesn't need to. And it's and he's jumping on pumps when he doesn't. He's a tree. Like, he doesn't need to do these things. And it just bothers me and frustrates me because he's so talented. And so, yeah, I think that you're, you're dead on. That's, that's the main reason. And I think a lot of people think he's a top 10 center. I don't. Again, struggle to find – guys but uh for me it's just like i would rather go with someone like uh i mean it would have been nice to have all the centers in front of me but would you rather have jeremy grant or him they play different positions but like I mean, just jeremy grant can play center but i think like jeremy grant's more of like he can block shots but he can also switch like i feel like most yeah. people would take us on white side, but I feel like you would take Jeremy Grant. I don't know. That'd be tough. I'd probably go Jeremy Grant, but I'm not like – it's not that big of a difference for me. I think if you go like Hassan versus uh, – I mean, just for one, Nurk. Like I'd a million times take Nurk. Hassan versus Miles Turner. I'd a million times take Miles Turner. Uh Oh, I, I think I take. I, I hate Miles Turner. I know I, you. I know I hate Miles Turner. I know you so hate much. Miles Turner. <laughs> I know you do. But uh, yeah, that's that's my fourth guy. Okay, and and my my last is is a combination of of tied between Russell Westbrook and Draymond Green, and yeah. I just I had to put them in there because I think both of them are so overrated. I won't even jump into you know what I've said a, a thousand yeah. times on previous podcasts, but two of the most overrated players in the NBA, in my opinion, and. I don't want him on I my get, team. I get it, and I know every single reason. Um, my last overrated player, again, struggled. But I think – and it's going to sound weird because it's not like everyone loves this guy, but uh, it's DeMar DeRozan. And I think I just wanted to use this spot to – I love DeMar DeRozan as a person, first off. But I think people haven't quite realized how bad he's become defensively. He's become awful defensively. He's at the bottom of the list on every major defensive – rating again we've talked about how hard it is to quantify defense but they're starting to get better and everyone has him at the bottom he's too slow to guard twos too uh too slow to guard twos yes and not big enough to guard threes and we've seen threes uh, pretty crucial a, a lot of the best guys right now are, are the three and you've seen that the spurs have generally had a pretty good defense and this year and the year before, it's been really, really bad, and and it's been ever since Demar got there. You got guys like Dejounte Murray and and smart players around him, but he, I mean, he he's just regressed in so many ways as a defender. Um, still good floor raiser on offense. Again, the threes definitely hurt, but um, 
he, he's it's just bad. It's it's really really bad. And I don't think a lot of people would think of him as a bad defender. You look at his tools, you're like, yeah, he, he has the tools to be a good defender. But to this point, he hasn't been. And so I've uh, I struggle to find one. But uh, and I, it doesn't feel fun like shitting on Demar Derozan. Like I, I don't enjoy this, but I, I I had to pick someone, and he's been really bad. And I think he's been a a big part of the. Not necessarily the overall problems with the Spurs this year, but definitely the defense, which is probably their biggest issue this year. And uh, that's that's my fifth. Yeah, I agree. With Demar Rosen always has had like a special place in my heart, just because I like his oh. his high school mixtape at Compton was like one of my favorites all the time. Like, I still so remember sick. when you watched those in the dorms, bro. Yeah, and so I had I bought a I bought his Raptors jersey off AliExpress. Like, it's super authentic. It was like twenty bucks, and like that's one of the only jerseys I have. So I always have like a special place for him. But I totally get where you're coming from. Like that dude shot fifteen percent from three last year. Like, that's yeah, just, that is awful. Twenty six percent this year, like. Definitely get where you're coming from, Demar Derozan. Like it just seems like he's just like he almost doesn't care about. He's that. just he's just passed away. Yeah, he really you know, like he just doesn't he doesn't have an impact on the court anymore. He just gets his twenty points a game. He goes, it's so he sits weird. Down, he doesn't really want to play defense. Doesn't care if they win. It's yeah, just, his career is really really turn like it's just been a, it, it's made a weird turn ever since he left Toronto. Like. He's a very emotional guy, I feel like, and For a guy sure. that, like, takes things very personally. And I think when he got traded, he just kind of gave up on his career in a sense. Like, not That's really gave up on it, but just kind of, like, point. He lost the excitement. Said, you know, screw it. I don't really care about basketball that much yeah. anymore. And I watched an interview with him, it was really, and he was really real about it. He said he was in the darkest, darkest place when the Raptors dealt him. And he said in the interview, he said he's doing a lot better now, but, like, uh, you got to believe just from what you've seen on the court, like it's got to be affecting him. I'm glad he has pop there. It seems like those two have a really great relationship, but uh, yeah, for me, he's, I think, I don't think a lot of people still think he's this elite player, but I'd be shocked if he was ever an all-star and he's just, he's fading out for sure. Fading out for sure. All right, quick break. And then I'm much more excited for this part. We're going to get to our underrated and uh, call it a, call it a day. All right, we're back. Time to get in the underrated. I'll, I'll go first. Um, okay, who do I want to go with first? I'm going to go with Brooke Lopez first. I love Brooke Lopez. I haven't always loved Brooke Lopez. He's had some bad years in, in Brooklyn and L.A., but um, shout out to, to Mike Budenholzer. He's really found a way to get the absolute best out of Brooke, and, and honestly, shout out to Brooke for figuring out, hey, w- what do I have to do to be my most effective self? But he's uh, he's really done it this year. He's an unbelievable rim protector. I've read this whole piece about how in the offseason, they literally spent time learning. I don't know how you even go about it, but learning how to contest. I think they just practice learning how to contest without fouling. And he's not even trying to block every shot anymore. He still averages two blocks a game, but just so good at contesting without fouling. The, the whole defensive scheme of the Bucks right now is – they're allowed to just close out as hard as they want, and it's fine if they pump because they feel comfortable with Brooke down there. They're allowed to go over uh, every single screen because even if they go over and they have space, they feel comfortable with Brooke down there. Giannis still, I would say, is the most important piece in terms of th- that defense, but this is a record-breaking defense, and and you don't have a record-breaking defense with just Giannis. Brooke is a huge part of that too. Um, and I, he hasn't shot it that well this year, but like 
I know what Brooke Lopez is as a shooter. I know he can make it. He hasn't shot it great this year. But another underrated thing, I think he's number one, which is a kind of a funny stat. It's not like he's great because of this alone, but he's number one in all centers in points per drive. And I think that's just because he loads up that big splash mountain shot and guys close and then he he does these slow ass drives and 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 it works for him sometimes. So um, I, I've just been super impressed with the season he's had. He's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year, but I think he's in that, at least the conversation after Giannis and, and AD. Um, and I, I, I'm excited. You'll, I, I'm really excited to see the Bucks in the playoffs this year because that's what it's all about. And I want to see if Brook and Middleton, who were not great, especially in the Raptors series, were not didn't just honestly didn't do enough against the Raptors for them to win to see if this is their year and if it's legit because um, it's honestly, it's been awesome to see their whole defensive identity and how that's led to them winning just so many games. And so uh, I think he's super underrated. I still think people take a lot of guys over him. And again, you can make an argument. It's only been one season. It has, but at this very point in time, I think he's extremely underrated as a center, not a top five center, but like, somewhere in there after that and uh, i've been super impressed with what he did this year yeah it's crazy that you, you think he's he's underrated because i was when i was doing my research a lot of like articles i was reading had him as like an overrated player and i was like that's a little odd to me and really I would, has he ever made an all-star game I gotta nah, because maybe at the nets maybe once but i don't think so maybe one yeah he's made one 2012, 2013, his first year in Brooklyn. Or he, I guess first year they were Brooklyn. He was overrated. I He was, but then I think people are like, all right, he's not that good. And now he's found a way to... It's crazy, too, because as far as like points per game go, this is his worst year as far as points per game. Yeah. That's crazy. And like this is like, I guess a lot of people look at it, and this is probably his best season because he's been so good defensively and like... He's just been kind of not necessarily an anchor, but like, dude, I could use that word because he, you know, he is, he's the guy that's sitting down low, but yeah, he like kind of has developed himself into like a guy who can not really switch onto like guards, but like he can kind of play defense against like a, a, a slower, small forward, yeah. like, you know, but I don't know for me, Brooke Lopez is just in the right situation and, and but you got to give him credit coach and, and you got to give him credit. He's making the True. most of it. I agree. I think, and I think going back to Hassan, it's it's a perfect example of obviously Hassan can't shoot the way Brooke does, but it, like if Hassan decided to play defense the way Brooke Lopez played defense this year, he'd be unbelievable defensively. But like it's the opposite of that. He's constantly fouling. He's constantly overhelping instead of just saying, "All right, I'm gonna wait here in the paint." Like I don't need to leave the paint open to go help on on a guy who's covered. Like and. Um, I, I yeah that that's really a game and, one. And, and when you look at an NBA player in their career too, like most people look at them as as far as making strides and becoming a better player, right. as, as far as offense goes. Where totally. For him, it, it's kind of been the complete opposite. The opposite. Where he's, he's kind of taken a step back offensively and and really worked on his defense and tried to understand like you know defensive positioning and where to be on the court um, and just and how to help and, and what the right time helped. to help is. It, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because he's one of the few players where you look, you look at him and like, wow, he's made some serious strides defensively. Right. Like, it's hard to think off the top of your head other guys in the NBA who have made jump like that. strides defensively this late. Yeah, in their career usually in their you know who you are as a defensive player. 
like by exactly. year four. But I love also now that I'm thinking about this, bro. I love that we've had all these. I think every single podcast, the, the power forward, small forward, point guard, center, this, um, has been during quarantine. So after all, talking about all this, dude, we might have to just even like zoom during some of these games, like, I, like, and just watch because we've talked about all this, we've chatted all this up, and now we actually, I'm so excited for finally to be back and for us to actually watch it, dude. I can't. Yeah, so, if Kyrie lets us play, I'll be so excited. Dude, Kyrie's go- Kyrie's gonna let us play. I don't. I just don't. We're, that's. I'm probably gonna do a whole another pod just on that. But <laughs> that's for another day. We're, <laughs> we are gonna play. Hear my first one. Yes. Yeah, so this, this one I think you're gonna be very surprised on, but this is a player that I've been watching. I, I think for the last two years and really appreciated his game. And he, he's never, I don't think, ever gonna be an all star. He's not gonna be an all star, but he's just a guy. I love his game, and I don't think he gets enough credit. Can I guess? And yeah. No, I already guess. know it now. I already know. No, and not. I and I agree with you, but I just know because you've said the first part of it, Norman. Yeah. How did you know that? Well, you mentioned the you had an underrated player on the Raptors, and you went. N- so I like I knew it was normal. Yeah, it's it's normal. Pal. I just so underrated. His game. So he's underrated. So underrated, and he's so efficient and defensively. He's so strong. good defensively. He gets after it. He's so good, man. And no one talks about him ever. Like whenever no. people talk about the Raptors, they talk about strictly Pascal Siakam or, or maybe Kyle wow, Lowry. But for yeah. me, Norman Powell is such a big huge part of that, part of that bro. He put, he's playing almost thirty minutes a game, and I think if you ask someone, yo, how many how many minutes a game does Norman Powell play on the Raptors? People would probably guess twenty ish. Yeah. He, he's playing a legit thirty minutes a game. He had such a he, good year. He shoot. He shot almost sixty percent from the field this from two this year. Sixty percent from two. Yeah, that's incredible. Dude, I damn near have him as a top ten shooting guard right now. Uh, I would agree with that. Like uh, uh, that and he might can sound also crazy. Play small but... forward too, with yeah. the way he plays defense, and he's averaging. He he made the jump from eight points a game last year to sixteen. He's become incredibly. He's stayed incredibly efficient. That's he's efficient. been pretty efficient his whole year, but or his whole career. But I just I love his game. I think he's really overrated or underrated. <laughs> really underrated. Like yeah, UCLA just, guy he, too. Oh, yeah, big-time UCLA guy. Um, and I just think I love his game. I love that he can get after it defensively. He also can – he hit some crazy threes. Like, he was hitting some deep threes this year. He got a lot of opportunities to start, too. Like, yeah. this is kind of the first time in his career where, he, you know, a lot of injuries and, and just roster rotation problems is, like, throwing him into the starting lineup. And he's made the most of it. And he's had a hell of a year this year. Um, all aboard with you. I love Norman Powell. I actually didn't even think of him, which I think speaks to how underrated he is. I, I it would have been tough. I love the five I have, but I, I definitely agree. And and that's more even more so why I go back to the Raptors and I go through it. Like Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, great defender. You know, Serge Ibaka, great defender. Marcus Soule, smart defender. OG, probably the best on-ball defender. Norman Powell, like. I, I just think they have a shot with that many smart defensive players. I mean, we saw them do it last year. Obviously, they have Kawhi, but, like, they're just such a deep team, and they're such a smart team. And it's like they're never going to beat themselves. They're always going to know what they have to do, and it's just going to be a matter if they can do it. And Bucks, the Bucks are more talented, but, like. They have so many underrated good players, too, like Fred Van Fleet. Even, like, a dude like Terrence Davis coming out. Terrence Davis had a monster year. That dude's so good. He he didn't get drafted, and then he played meaningful minutes for the defending champs. Like, they're so – such a well-run organization, and uh, I I love that Norman – that Norman Powell pick just made me happy. (laughs) 
Uh, all right. Next for me, uh, and, and this, I was thinking more about it. Like, I, I might be wrong in that people don't understand how good he is, but he, it's Drew Holiday. And I feel like if you were to ask anyone who's the most underrated player, they'd say Drew Holiday. So maybe he's not underrated anymore. But I think even if you go like him versus Levine, I think some people still take Levine. I take Drew, and I think Drew's like probably the 11th or 12th best point guard. Right now, the point guard position is just so deep. But the guy is such a dog on defense, and he's so smart defensively too. It's not just it, – it, I, I, I listened to him on J.J. Redick's podcast, and they talked about how they had, they know. Like, J.J. Redick knows. like They had a bad defense, and they, they have a team full of guys who aren't great defenders, whether that be because they're young or physically limited like J.J. But Drew is the only guy – where they have like different callouts for if they're switching one through three, one through four, one through five. And they have this defense where it's like switch everything except for Drew. Like let Drew guard whoever he wants to guard. If he's guarding someone, let him do it. And you saw even against the Warriors that one year in the, the first or second round, Drew was guarding Kevin Durant. They, Jay, Drew talked about how like Alvin Gentry told him like, honestly, like, you're guarding Kevin Durant, and it's that's crazy to me that he can do that. And and he obviously is not uh, great in terms of efficiency and offense, but like he's still a guy who I feel comfortable creating for others. He's a solid scorer. Like he, you know, he's not dynamic, but like he has his ways to score, and he's just such a dog on defense. And I think because of the way the NBA has gone, where it's all about personal brand, and honestly, like the NBA is going to sell buckets because fans love buckets and the kids love buckets that a guy like Drew Holiday gets lost in the shuffle. But I, I love Drew. I think he's so underrated. I, probably not a number one, maybe probably not a number two, depending on the situation. However, you determine what two is in terms of best player or not two option on, on offense, but love Drew. And I uh, don't think he gets enough love. 19, five and seven. On a team with a lot of offensive options, he was just like a steady force for them. Um, and I, I'm hoping we can see some Drew. I hope the Pelicans personally make the playoffs. Probably me the Grizzlies, but uh, I love Drew. I had him on, on uh, as one of my underrateds as well, uh, just because when I look at him, like he's only made one All Star game, and it was like at the in beginning Philly. of his career in Philly. Philly and yeah. like that dude, when I think of him, I, I think of him as like an All Star player, like you know, one of the last dudes to make the roster, but. Like, if he was in the East, he might be an all-star. Um, yeah, you can make that. But, uh, well, Bradley Beal didn't make it, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's just, I, I love Drew Holiday. He's just such a, you know, like, low-key elite player. Like, he is an elite player, but he's not elite elite. Like, he's just yeah. so good at defense, and he's a really good scorer, good distributor. He just he just doesn't get enough credit, and it's yeah. weird because I think it's because his team is – isn't great. He's yeah. never really been on a great team, but he's just such a good defender, and he, and he is a great offensive player as well. It's just yeah. don't get enough credit. Fun fact: He is almost an ASRV athlete. Really? They yeah, they were talking, and they I mean, ASRV is not at the level where they can like give you a whole clothing line. They're just not big enough yet. But that's what he wanted. He was like, I want to create my own clothing line with you guys, and like we can't really do that. But so it didn't work out. But he like rocks. Like they've sent him a bunch of shit. And like if you go through his tag photos, sometimes you can see him like out in public. Kuzma's a, Kuzma's a big ASRV guy too. Kuzma I see him it. rocking a lot. He of it does. As well. I think he's probably been the most 
like in terms of like having it on his actual like story wearing the clothes or pictures like he's been the biggest but yeah I, i'm I, i'm glad you had drew too Drew's like the most famous underrated player. In the yeah, NBA. everyone knows he's like underrated. Yeah. About it. So it's like, is he underrated? But I, I feel you. So you've given three now. Uh, I've given two. I gave I gave you Drew and 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 Norm. You're right. You did. I went first, but go with your third. Even though I'm at two. So, so my third, and this is a kind of a weird one, but it, he's another guy that just been watching him forever and, and he never gets any praise he'll never make an all-star all-star team but will barton's another one for me dude that's such a good call i love will barton bro I, I mean i just i love will barton and especially this year when i was watching him like jamal murray was getting hurt a bunch and they were just throwing him in there at point, point guard, guard and was, bro and point guard yeah buckets and he's another guy too or he, he could play defense and his, his nickname on basketball reference is the People's Champ. <laughs> Who gave him that? I, I don't know. But I, I thought he's Will the Tr- Trill, or maybe that's Will Willie Stein. Will the Thrill. Will the Thrill. Yeah, but he's just such a solid basketball player, and uh, I love the way he plays. And he's just—he'll never get credit. He'll never be an all-star. He'll no. never be like a when they're talking about the Denver Nuggets. They'll never say like, "Oh, and, and, and you know, Will Barton's been such a huge piece for him." for them this year but he really has been like oh he's been a massive piece and his his numbers speak for themselves i mean he's he's having a career year as far as like efficiency goes he scored 15 points a game um he's got a lot more opportunity this year but like as far as like assists and rebounds go like career he does it all this year he does do it all a career high in assists like he's just been great this year and i think a lot of like even when he played in Portland, I remember watching him be like, "This dude's just a hooper." Like he didn't get a lot of minutes, minutes but when yeah. he got his minutes, he was hooping. Yeah. And now that the minutes are there, like, yeah, he, he's just been. A, it's hard to explain underrated players because a lot of times the reason they're underrated is because the numbers aren't there and the minutes aren't there. But for him, he's just he's just a hooper. I love him. I I fully agree, and I I love two things that I love about him is three things actually. One. He's just incredibly like he has a deep bag. Like he just pulls out some like at the park moves in the NBA against elite level defenders, which is awesome to me. Two, you're right. I remember him in Portland and he didn't get those minutes. So, but and a lot of guys after that, he was in, drafted in the second round. Like they just fade out, but like he didn't. And I think that speaks a lot to him. And then three, he's a winning player now. He's not just like a bucket getter. Like he was a huge part of the Nuggets winning. He, filled the gap perfectly when Jamal went down and he can play on the ball. He can play off the ball. He can be a scorer. He can be a distributor. Like Mike Malone doesn't trust guys very easily. I mean, you've seen it and he fully trusts Will Barton, which is funny because Will Barton's not that he's not this traditional standard by the book player. He's, he's just not. And, uh, I, I, I love that call. You're killing it with the underrated players, bro. I, yeah, I mean, for me, like when I look at underrated too, just guys I like, I love watching yeah. play basketball that other people just never talk about. You know, like I, I just love watching Will Barton play. He's such an interesting, and he'll go to like the thing I love about him. He'll go jam on someone too. Like he's totally. like, yeah, you feel like he's like probably thirty now, and he just goes and he and he loves hooping against like the young studs. You know, like he takes it personally. He's one of those guys sure. like I'm giving this dude buckets. I love him. I love him, and I think I. I had a slightly different view in terms of like how I was going underrated. I almost, I'm kind of mad at myself. I almost went with like the sex, like the the underrated guys that everyone all kind of knows are underrated. But 
I, it's too late now, and I'll just keep rolling with it. My next one was, Give me another. was <laughs> I'm going with a, a similar to Drew. I'm going with Chris Middleton. Um, and I went underrated in the fact that, like, I, I still don't think people really view him as a star. And I think I feel comfortable calling him a star. I'm not ready to call him a superstar because he's not a superstar. Um, but I, I think I'm ready to call him a star. He's one, and there's eight games left, but he's one missed shot away from joining Steph Curry, Dirk, Larry Bird, and KD with the 50, 40, 90, yeah. over 20 points. I think that's incredible. Again, the Bucks, you know, they've been a really good team. It's not like he's had to see the number one pressure. But there were also games where Giannis didn't play, and uh, Chris Middleton was the driving force of the offense, and, and it was very successful, I think. Um, he has the third highest net rating in the NBA, which makes sense. The Bucks were very, very good this year. Um, but also the the offensive rating is is it's a better offensive rating. He has a better offensive rating when it's just him, no Giannis, than when they're both on the floor. Like the Bucks have the the highest points per hundred possessions. So it just goes to show. I think you can. I think it's at the point. I mean, it still may, remains to be seen if he's the number one option, but like. I think he can be – you can run an offense through him. And two, I think there's – I've talked about it a lot with my – you know, when I talk about Clay, I think for me, I, I just value scalability, being able to fit in no matter where you are and, and do things that help winning no matter who is around you. And I think Chris Middleton's another one of those guys where you can put him on any team and he's going to find a way to make you better. Um, and you can't say that about – every guy and I think that's almost sometimes more valuable than having a number one guy who's quote better than Chris Middleton so um, and, and I, yeah and I think Chris Middleton too has proven that he can be the number two guy uh, on a yeah. championship caliber team you know what I mean like he's been just and I think you're right I think he is a star he's back-to-back all-stars this is his second year making the all-star team I think he doesn't necessarily like he doesn't come off as a star it's good it's, he doesn't come off as a star yeah. and I, I don't think he like really plays as if he is a star he's just so like solid he does yeah. what he needs to do he, at night in night in he, night in night out he does what he needs to do and like that's just how he is like he's not going to go out and get you 35 points when Giannis is on the court he's just going to get his 20 and and play defense for you like yeah I just I don't think he's underrated anymore I think yeah he's I, gone to the point where I started to think are, about that yeah no he's legit but like, people know he's legit but now I'll make this bold take to just make it seem like he's underrated i think i think i'm gonna give you two hot takes and the first one i think you could say just excluding clay i think he might be the second i'm probably missing someone but off the dome he's probably the best second fiddle outside of ad and i think if you had to (laughs) this might sound blasphemous but if you had to ask me right now who would I rather have on my team, him or Kyrie? I think I go Chris Middleton. It's to that point for me. I go Chris Middleton easy. I don't think a lot of people would agree with us, but I don't know. You I might mean, have to do another poll. Who would you rather have on your team, Chris Middleton everyone, or Kyrie? Everyone would go with Kyrie. Everyone that doesn't, I think ca- every casual fan would go with Kyrie. I think basketball heads would fifty-fifty. It would go fifty-fifty, which means um, overall seventy-five twenty-five. And I think it's what it's kind of what you value as well. Like yeah. if you value defense, you're going with Middleton. If you value like number one option scoring, you're going to go with Kyrie. Kyrie. But Middleton is just he just does so much, and he doesn't make mistakes. Doesn't really turn the ball over. He's just yeah. I, he's, he's like the most solid player you could ever yeah. ask for. Like, 
I will say though, and and this will be big. This will be big for him. These these next couple months are big for him. He was not good against Toronto. I I still specifically remember like he he did not help Giannis. He didn't, and so is that going to change this year? We'll see. That's going to be big for me. If it if it happens round two, then you start to think, all right, has is he is he the best he can be right now, or can he make that jump? Or like. All right, I'm hooping with you, Giannis. Like when when they're all over you, like I got you. I'm gonna bail you out. I'm gonna hit some tough shots. I'm yeah, gonna make the, some. The one shots. question for me is that mind. Does he have that mindset? Yeah. You know, when it, when it comes down to it, can can he make the big shot? And, and does he we'll want to take a big shot? You know we'll what I mean? Because Giannis can't take the big shot. Right. He just can't shoot. Right. Middleton's gonna have to be that dude. So we'll see. We'll see. And also, uh, before we move on, last thing. Also, six rebounds and four assists. Like he's a good creator for a wing and uh, a good rebounder for a wing. So those are the two things that I, I value. Um, okay, so we're both at we're both at three, and my my last two guys I I is more your way of thinking, which I'm excited for. I, I love watching these two guys, and I don't think other people really do as much as I do. But give me your four. This one's kind of weird, and and I, I kind of want to put him on there because I think it's been such a weird season for him. Okay, but I have Buddy Heald as one of my most underrated players, and wow. I don't know if you're gonna agree with that. But okay, let's I hear it. Looking, I was so I was looking at some of his numbers, and I was just from a standpoint of if you ask someone what kind of year did Buddy Heald have this year, I think most people would say he had a bad year. Uh, I like, mean, it's it's depends how how you look at it. The numbers weren't bad. Forty percent from three. Yeah. Forty forty three percent from the field. I just think that as far as underrated goes buddy heel didn't start a lot of games this year and he didn't play in crunch time a lot and i don't know if that's because of his defense or, or it is what the happened, defense but i think is it the defense it is I yeah me, i think he's a better player than people will give him credit for and i think people kind of gave up on his career after he got traded from from new Orleans after that one year one season but i don't know i think he's kept getting better and better and and, and i think he's a good NBA player and I don't think yeah. people think that I think people like legitimately think Buddy Heald is a bad basketball player like okay well if people a bad, think he's a bad a, NBA player bad NBA player, if people but. think that then they're they're wrong and if that's what the consensus is then you're right he is underrated I think and it might be because Brian and Luke are Kings fans so I'm a little bit more tuned in and and just as a result I know some of their friends and like I don't know I just know a couple people that are Kings fans uh I think I've been more tuned to it that guy is a top five shooter in the game and I don't think that it's close. I just think he leaves a lot to be desired in every other area, which is defense creating. And I, I think from a Kings fan perspective, it just, it seemed weird. Like it, it didn't seem like he had his priorities straight this year. And um, the offense ran at times better with Bogdan next to Darren, but I love buddy. And I, I don't know if it'll work out in sack, but I would love to see him somewhere else because I, I can't think of a, just a pure sniper. I mean, you can, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and this is a weird. Now that I actually think about about this decision, it's it's a little odd because I don't think he's necessarily underrated. I just don't think he gets enough credit love, for being. Yeah. I don't think he gets enough love, and and I don't know if he necessarily deserves it. But I think he's such an unbelievable shooter, shooter and an unbelievable dude. scorer that people don't really off the dribble and spot up. Like yeah, that guy is. And I don't even understand his shot. Like, it, it's one of the weirdest shots to me. Like, I, I don't 
Do you understand? It's con- honestly now I'm thinking about it. It's kind of a similar setup to you, a little bit. He's, I mean, dude, last four years, forty three percent from three, forty three percent from three, forty three percent, and then forty percent this year. Like won the three point shooting contest this year. Made won the three point shooting contest. Yeah, I, I knew you had him as you. You love that. Yeah, I was stoked. I, no. I was like, I, I don't know if he's gonna win it, and then just came out and just started banging. Banging the mix. But, uh, like, just for me, I, I just think he's a bit underrated and it's kind of an odd pick for me, but I just kind of wanted to get some weird guys in there. I love that. And I, I, love and the I like Buddy Heald, and, and who knows what's going to happen with his career in Sacramento, but. Yeah, Sacramento's not exactly the most stable of places, so we'll see. But Weird, weird pick for me, but I'm going. <laughs> I love, dude, I, had, I can tell you I was not. If you told me, hey, someone said, hey, what are the chances, Sarge? picked Buddy Hill as one of his five under eight eyes. So I would have laughed. I said that's zero percent. <laughs> I just wanted to switch it up. You know, I like, think it's the first time I've heard you say his name. In exactly. No one talks about <laughs> yeah. it. But uh, I'm with you, bro. I, I love Buddy. I, I love Buddy more than I think I should love Buddy. But I, I love him nonetheless. Okay. We got we're coming up at about break time and you have one left. I have two left. So let's just take a quick break and then we'll finish it off. Alright, we're back to wrap, wrap this up. Um, and I was just telling Sarge, I, I actually talk about this guy all the time. And honestly, I'm not even sure if he's underrated, but like, I, I just wanted to use the time to talk about him. I don't care. Uh, my next underrated guy is Lonzo. Okay, you love Lonzo. I, fuck, I love Lonzo. I've, I've always loved Lonzo. I don't know what it is about him, but I love Lonzo. And I think now is probably not the time to talk underrated because I think he finally started to get some love. And I think that's a lot of the reason is because I went to New Orleans. And so obviously whoever's tossing him oops is uh, on ESPN is going to get some love too. But uh, I just feel like the consensus right now on him is that he's just a bust. And I get it. Uh, having picked him at number two, you probably aren't ha- – no, you're, you're not happy necessarily with what he's produced thus far. But I still think he just has so much more room to grow. And I think this year him having improved – um, his three-point shooting, I mean, he shot better from three than a lot of guys that are good three-point shooters, and again, much less volume. But I think that is just so encouraging to see that and to know, all right, like this guy's in the gym every day working on what his weaknesses are. Um, I just haven't seen a passer like him. Like, normally when you think of a great passer, like, I don't know actually normally what you think, but I, he just breaks the mold. Like, he, he deadass will inbound it off a make and, and toss it 90 feet down the court to – Someone and it's generally a good pass. He, I will say, does need to work on the turnovers. He does, at times, force passes. But like, I, I, I just love a guy who you can see his mindset is. I'm just trying to get the ball into the hands of my guys in their spots, and and I'm not. He's not the point guard position now. It's such a scoring driven role, which is funny. But like, his his goal is literally to find his guys in their spots, no matter where it is. He doesn't care where he has the ball. How much time's on the shot clock? He's it's up, boom to Ingram. It's up, boom to Zion. It's up to to Drew. Um, and I think another underrated thing is I I love his defensive potential. Like he has the fastest hands I've seen. Like it, he just gets into to passing lanes. He he's put on a lot of muscle. I'm not saying he's like an amazing. He's not going to guard guys in the post, but like he's stronger now. He just has great awareness, obviously on offense, but I think it it translates to defense too. And so 
if he can become I would love for him to become a Jason Kidd type player because we haven't seen a point guard be a star who wasn't really a scorer in a really long time and I would love to see that I still think and I get his dad's obnoxious but I mean that's his son like he's just he's just backing up he's just riding with his son even if he's you can't take him seriously um you can't hate on Lonzo for that and so I still think people like to hate on him still think people are like he's a bust and I'm not ready to call him that Lonzo, and I, I think it's it's kind of unfair to, to call him a bust, and I don't think anyone that knows anything about basketball would call him a bust, because you have to let these guys develop and let these dudes, yeah. you know, fi- find the right team, and, and the Lakers wasn't the right team for him, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he still showed signs of, of, of what he could become, and now he's, I think he's in the right position. It's a little weird with Drew Holiday there, but they've been You're able right. to make it work, and I think people are too quick to jump calling people bust in the NBA right now. Like if people love to do that. Season, if people don't have a great season their first year, it's like, oh, he's a bust. Yeah. Lonzo Ball, is he's putting up great numbers. He just doesn't yeah. score the ball. He's a great distributor. He's a great rebounding point guard. He's starting to get better from three. His shot looks better. Um, he's taking better shots. I think that's another important Definitely. aspect of it. And he can straight up play defense, and he likes to get after it on defense. Yeah. So I think calling him a bust is unfair, and I do agree he's still – a little bit underrated, more by the casual fan, I think, than the actual, the actual fan. And I said, I think I went today, but I, I went to, I I went overrated, underrated by the casual fan. I should have went deeper than that. You're right, but I like, just think, I, I think Lonzo's just he's a great piece for that Pelicans team. I mean, you got Zion, and then you got a guy that can throw hoops and get him the ball, and, it's and, and the is a perfect smart passer, and, and is an unselfish player. Like, yeah, that's just the perfect fit. Yeah, and and you're right. Two going back to the but like Anthony Bennett is a bust. Like Jimmer Fredette is a bust. Like yes, he, people Johnny, are calling Johnny Flynn is a bust. Johnny Flynn is a bust, bro. <laughs> I forgot about Johnny Flynn. Where did you pull that from? I don't know. He's just a bust. He's a Johnny bust. Flynn. Syracuse legend. They took the funniest part about that. The part that kills me is that they took two point guards, bro. (laughs) They took (laughs) Rubio and Johnny Flynn. That's just so tough. But I mean, you look at Ingram last year, like, but this year, like, everyone called him a bust before that. It's like, you guys got to chill out. Like, these are 18, 19 year olds playing with grown ass men. Like, hey, yeah, people just immediately start. Even I said Markel Fultz is a bust, but now you see, like, yeah. he's, not, he's not really a bust. He's not a great first pick, obviously, but you're right. Bust. Yeah. You can't. I think At least bust. He's playing and starting in the NBA. Anthony Bennett freaking didn't even catch a basketball. Dude, and I think about that. Dude, imagine being a front office, having all this time. You're t- you're interviewing guys. You're watching tape. You're going to combines. You're you're seeing workouts. You you take your guy number one overall, and he's not in the league. Like three years later, that that is so bad. You you, re- you invest so much into that guy. You could not have made a worse pick. Like you could pick whoever went twenty fourth, and he'd be a better pick than that. That's just so tough. It's crazy. Like dude, the NBA nowadays too. Like you have. Two years to show yourself, or everyone just shits on you. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. It can't be good for their mental health as kids, but that's why they're there because they're. And that's why they get paid a bazillion dollars. Yeah, people talk about that too. Like, I think they deserve that. Like, they're grinding like all the time. Obviously, it's a sport, but like at the same time, like they they have to endure some shit. The schedules too. Like, 
it's it's not an easy quote easy life like you ready you ready for my last i would love i'd love to hear your last this is so rare but rarer than buddy healed probably no (laughs) oh i love that i i would i think he's underrated too and the reason I have him as underrated is, is that dude's been such a good player in the league for so long. He's never made an all-star team. It's his 15th year in the league. He's such a solid point guard. Like, 15th? I, I, yeah, this is his 15th year in the NBA. He's no fucking way. I promise. 15? I, That's crazy. I would have said like 11. No, it's and, – and he's – so he's so his first year he averaged 13 minutes a game. Ever since then he's Who averaged – Who do start with, the Rockets or the Suns? No, Suns. Okay. He only – he played with – he went Suns for the first uh, four years, and then he went to the Rockets after that. Didn't he, he go back to the Suns? Then he went back to the Suns and then to Miami. To Miami. He's been with Miami since uh, 2014. And but he played, he played 13 minutes a game his, his rookie year, and then he played – from there on out, he played at least 18 minutes a game for the rest of his career. And since 2011, he's played at least 25 minutes a game. Like, this dude has just been, like, a staple in the NBA for so long. And he, he's he been playing big minutes for not horrible teams for a while. And Miami's been good the last couple of years. And, I mean, he hasn't necessarily started. Right. Every I mean, he's he older now. What is he, 30? 33. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty old in NBA years. Or maybe it's his... I think it's his 14th year in there, not 15. I think it's his 14th year. Okay. um, When did he come in? Like, if he's 33 and he's been in for 15 years, he came in when he was 18 or 19? 2007? Maybe it's his 13th year. I'm not good at math. We're both not good at math. I'm not either. Yeah, we're just going to – someone else can figure that out. (laughs) I think it's his 13th year if that math is correct. I think it's 13. Yeah. But I, I was trying. I was trying to add up all the. It's confusing on 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 uh, on the website because it, it like sometimes puts in like two years when he's on two. Two years teams. when it's only one. So I think I'm, yeah. I'm off like I think it's thirteen. But still, he's been like a twenty point a game guy a couple times in his career and good always puts up steady numbers. Good, great passer. Okay, defender. Okay, not defender. Great, not efficient score. Yeah. I just. He never gets any credit, and I want to give him the credit he deserves because I like him as a basketball player. I love that, and I love Goran, too. He's so solid and won't hurt you. The fact that he's, Miami has kept him for this long through this time uh, shows, I think, what type of player he is. He, he's so solid. He's, yeah. he's, he's playing 28 minutes off the bench this year. He only started one game, and he's been a pretty big piece for them. I he's mean, like, so, I, I think, solid. so solid. I think you can say like they wouldn't be in the same position they're in without him. I mean, he's... Totally. He's just such a good backup point guard. He's such a good backup point guard. Uh, and especially for a team like that that starts Kendrick Nunn, you know? Like, Nunn's obviously more explosive right now, like, younger. But, like, I one, I think... They're, they're both lefties. The lefty like, boys, yeah. Dude, he can that probably, is a perfect mentor. So much. Perfect mentor. So much. Yeah. And, and you see it. And he's just a great-ass dude, too. Like, every interview I see, like, just a great guy. And I love White. Like, you got to... you. I don't care who you are. You gotta enjoy like seeing a white lefty point guard who who just isn't maybe as athletic. Although in his day he was very fast and, and quick, but like he's just especially at this point in his career right now, just such a smart player. And and I I love seeing guys succeed when even he, when the physical stuff isn't there. He's been great on a national level as well. Like as far Lithuania? as like playing in the Olympics, it's Slovenia, Slovenia, I think. Yeah. But playing in the Olympics and just playing like. 
I don't know, with, with FIBA and, and, and all those tournaments, like, he's been so fun to watch. Like, when he gets his own show, like, he's Dude. so good. He's You can actually tell how great of a basketball player he really is. Dude, he's a legend in Slovenia. Oh, I'm sure. He's a legend. I remember, I forget if it was the World Cup or the Olympics, but, like, they did a little bit on him, and then, like, he he has so many records there. And he's not an elite basketball player by any means, but I just, I just love and appreciate his game, and yeah. I don't think enough people do. I agree. I agree. Uh, you, I love your underrated list. Your underrated list is Goron, Buddy Heald, Norman, Drew, and who am I missing? Will Barton. And Will Barton. That's an epic list. I love that. I love that. Pretty rare, honestly. It is. But I, t- I took a different stance. That's what we're here for. I think my my last one will be pretty rare in terms of not a not Goran Dragic, Buddy Heald, rare. But um, the more I've thought about it. it it came to my mind when we did the Power Forward uh, podcast, and I'm bringing him back, and it's it's Danilo. I, I think that Danilo is – he's not going to be an all-star anymore, but, like, just pure numbers-wise, you there it is so rare for a wing to shoot 40% from three on high volume but also get to the line at a, a very frequent rate. And I don't think people realize how often he gets to the line. And then when he does get to the line, he's – He's shooting 88% this year, and I think career, he's close to a 90% shooter. This year, and I was low on the thunder. I will admit it. I was dead wrong, like not even close to wrong. I, I smelt like a year where CP3 was going to be sitting games left and right. By by halfway through, they're going to throw it in the towel. Gallo's always hurt. But, I mean, they're they're the fifth seed in the West. And, and a Gallo, CP3 deserves the most credit, but I think Gallo's too there. With him on the floor, 118 Offensive rating with him off the floor, 103. That's crazy to have a 15 points per 100 possession difference. He's also in the top 10 percentile in ISO points scored, which was a fun stat for me despite not being in the top, I think, 25 or 30 in overall ISO possessions. So you're getting a guy who's just very efficient. He's not a great defender, but he's actually passable. He's a decent uh, distributor, and he's just a guy who can go get you a bucket because he's so fucking cheeky he's gonna give you up fakes up and unders pivots and and all that and and find ways to score and i i don't think if you told me you're gonna get a guy who's gonna average 20 points a game on a very efficient from three free throw line get to the line a lot make solid pass i think six six or so rebounds 20 and six with a couple assists a game and that team's fourth in the in or fifth in the very good western conference You're like all right maybe you can be an all-star like middleton's averaging 21 six and four um but i, I just don't think he gets 11 i think part of that is because that guy's always hurt but i think hopefully for him he's turned a corner and i i think the thunder probably beat the jazz in the first round if bojan's out and donovan I- is, even if even if Bojan is in, dude, I think they could beat the Thunder. Yeah. I think that's a, I think they match up really well. Really well, yeah. I think yeah, I think I'd have him favored. But I, I love that I love that Danilo pick. He was he was on my honorable mention for sure. Like he's just such a solid basketball player. He's always been hurt. He's yeah. kind of not really necessarily a journeyman, but he just has played a lot of different places, and he's been solid everywhere he goes. He's, he's yeah. You know, a top three player wherever he goes, and no one talks yeah. about him. He doesn't really make all star teams anymore, but he was he's just super solid. He was eleventh also. I know you love efficiency. He was eleventh in true shooting. Seven yeah, of the ten guys incredible. ahead of him were centers. He's, he's, like he's almost. I mean, if he could shoot better from two, he'd almost be a, a 40-50. He would. Guy. Yeah, the two is his issue, but he gets to the line so much. It's like 
it helps make up for that. But um, I love Gallo, and I, I'm I'm excited to watch the Thunder this year. Gallo, CP3, Schrody Boy, Shai, and uh, Stephen Adams. That's that's a pretty solid ass team. I saw a retweet on Twitter the other day, and it was. The Thunder before their first game of the year, it was they, ESPN put a clip in front of Chris Paul's face, and it said ESPN something index gives the Thunder a 02 percent chance to make the playoffs. That's crazy. I love what CP did. Chance, and then they're going and getting the five seed. five seed, and and honestly could move up if the if things go well for those eight games. They could get crazy. full. Um, okay, give me some of your honorable mentions. Okay, just qu- I'll run through my list kind of quick mm-hmm. um, of my honorable mentions. But I had Zubak. Love him. So underrated. One, but I love him. Doesn't so get underrated. a lot of minutes, but he's so solid. Doesn't shoot the three ball. I just good love him as a pick and roll good guy. Good-ass defender, too. Yep. Rim projecting-wise. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Yep. Another, big, another one. Jeremy Grant was another one for me. Yep. Christian Wood, obviously. Yep. And then Vucevic, but I feel like Vucevic, Nick Vucevic, was kind of a everyone calls him underrated just because yeah. of the situation he's in. But uh, the those only are some one of my honorable mentions. I like all those except probably Vuce, but we talked about it on the center's pod. Love, love all those. I had, I think the only ones you that hate Vooch. I don't hate him. I just think the defensively is just, uh, yeah, we don't need to get in that. Uh, the only two that I would say I I have that you didn't just mention were. I love Marcus Smart. I honestly think if you consider him a point guard, he's not a top ten point guard, but he's just outside. Like he he's just outside of just pure basketball. I think we talk about dogs, like yes, he takes some dumb shots, but he's not afraid to take those shots. I think some guys are afraid. I'd rather you not be afraid. Um and I think he's chill that he knows that Jalen, Gordon, Kemba, Tatum are all better shooters. Um, but I just love what he brings defensively from that guard position. He can guard one through almost four. Like we've seen him guard fours. It's it's crazy to me, and, and I think that's just, he's just such a winner, and he doesn't really get talked. It's like he's a bench player, but no one really thinks of him. Like I think he's he's just as important as a, anyone on that team. I also think uh, Josh Richardson, he hasn't had the best year in Philly. I also don't think Brett Brown's done the best job offensively, but they have a lot of issues to work out with the spacing. But I, I really love Josh Richardson, loved him in Miami. Such a solid defender. Has to work on the efficiency-wise just shooting the wide-open shot, but I, I feel like he can get there. Um, and, and so love Josh Richardson, and, and part of the reason why I like Philly to have a shot this year in the playoffs. But other than that, I think I think you touched on everyone I wanted to talk about. I think there's one guy in there somewhere deep in my brain that I'm missing that I had, but he's gone. So. I love I love Marcus Smart. I mean, he's I, I should have had him on there for sure. He's just he's one of those guys. He kind of just slides through the regular season, and you, know, you see him on oh, like a Christmas Day game him. or something yeah. like. But then you see him in the playoffs, and that dude's coming for you. He's coming yeah. for your head. Yeah. He'll, he'll have a random playoff game where he just scores thirty Goes off, with like, five to seven steals, and the other team's blocks. like, "What?" Yeah. 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 He also has some epic flops. Like yeah, epic. oh, unreal! He's <laughs> the best one in NBA history. I still remember that, bro. That one was hilarious. That's so funny. The flops have somewhat showed out since they started finding, but like Marcus, still, you can tune in. You're good for at least a flop again. Oh yeah, which is how it goes. But uh, another successful pod, bro. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'd say probably within the next week or two weeks, we'll we'll get after it again. I'll think of something. Love it. Fun two hours.
Yeah. Love it. Appreciate you all for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to some of our most overrated, underrated players. Let me know if you agree or disagree. Love to argue with you just like Sarge and I do. Excited NBA is back. Don't think Kyrie's going to get in the way of it. I don't mean that in an insensitive way. I just don't. I think he's missing the bigger picture. But, again, what do I know? Appreciate you all for listening. Uh, and we'll be back again next week. Peace.